Good morning, good day, or good evening. My name is Eli Rowe, and this is the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed Lamas and the full moon and the turning of the calendar to August. It's just been a lot going on. It's been nice. I've been creeping on everyone's Sabbath celebrations and the pictures that folks have posted of their altars and their rituals. And it's uh, it's been a balm to my soul. I've been thoroughly enjoying myself. And it looks like you all have too. Well done, everyone. Um, what else? I did want to mention something that I've kind of forgotten to talk about for like two months, three months. Um, I have a YouTube channel and I've been posting videos of these episodes for several weeks, maybe 10 weeks. So not all of the episodes are on the channel, but some are, and I will continue to post them going forward. Um, please temper any expectations you may have. This is not a flashy channel. I am not editing these episodes or adding music or doing anything interesting at all except creating a video file of the recording process. With very few exceptions, I record all of these episodes in one take. So these videos are literally me sitting in one place and talking to the camera. One thing that I will say that I have realized about myself during this process is that I talk with my hands way too much. I have become so aware of how much I use my hands in conversations now, and it's like a lot. It's too much, but anyway, that's that. So if you want to, you know, see how the sausage is made here on the Middle-Aged Witch podcast, I will post a link to the YouTube channel in the episode description. And thanks so much to everyone who has booked a tarot reading or some spell work. I am meeting so many cool people and we're making some really powerful magic together. It's so much fun and it's been really rewarding to get to know you. So <sighs> that's it and that's all for now. On to today's subject, which is wand magic. Um, this topic was a suggestion from a witch called Tina. And I think it's a good idea to talk about wands. Um, I know wands are a very big deal among especially some of the more organized witchcraft sects, um, you know, such as Wicca. But they seem almost optional for you know, the rest of us, like the vast majority of us. And, you know, that's fine. There is no one correct way to practice the craft. And something that seems indispensable to one witch may never even cross the mind of another witch. And both of these positions are valid and correct. But there are some very good reasons that a witch might choose to avail themselves of a wand. And we are going to talk about some of that today. We will talk about when we might find them useful, where to find a wand, um, what makes a wand, and 
um, we will also just barely touch on the history of wand usage. And to start, I wanted to read a short section from the most gorgeous book ever. Um, it's called Witchcraft, and it is from the Library of Esoterica. And this whole book is basically like a compendium of writings on all different aspects of witchcraft. And it's got some really gorgeous artwork in it too. Um, it is a little spendy, but if you're looking for something to splurge on, you could definitely do worse. Um, and one of the many essays in this book is called Wands, Implements of Manifestation. And the writer Maya Spelter says this, <clears throat> The wand is an extension of the magician's will and their ability to manifest through action. Phallic in shape and symbolism, the wand is considered a tool of vigorous manifestation. The use of the magic wand goes back to the ancient Greek myths of Homer, who wrote of rods or wands being used by the goddesses Circe and Athena. The wand was later referenced as essential among the magician's tools in Eliphas Levi's widely influential grimoire of early 20th century European magic, The Key of Solomon the King, which is a really cool book, by the way. The practice of using wands in ritual was sub subsequently embraced by the 19th century occult society, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which we have referenced on this podcast. Very interesting history. Um, Maybe I'll link that episode too. <clears throat> Wands were considered an important element of many of the Golden Dawn's elaborate prescribed rituals. In the 20th century, wands were embraced by Wiccan practitioners as well. And in Wicca, the wand is most often associated with the element of air. Now I do want to go a little deeper into the significance of wands in as much as they are correlated with fire. Like I acknowledge that Wiccans frequently associate wands with air, but I am not a Wiccan, so I don't really have anything useful or informed to add to that. However, wands are definitely of the element of fire, especially in tarot. And this is something to keep in mind. Um, fire is the element of willpower and change and challenge and passion and sexuality, like hello, phallic symbol. Fire can be the element of creation, but can also be the element of destruction. It depends only on the intention and the skill of the person who is wielding it. And this is where we kind of dovetail into the discussion about why in God's name we would ever need or want to bother to use a wand. Now I'm going to make a blanket statement here with no qualifiers right now. And I'm a Libra, so this is a really big deal for me. So here goes. <clears throat> Nobody ever needs to use a wand to perform magic. It is not necessary, ever, at any time. You can perform excellent magic all of the time without ever using a wand. But sometimes it's a really nice tool. Um, I think of a wand like a lightning rod um, because the magic you're going to do comes from you. 
It doesn't come from the wand. The wand is only used to concentrate it, to focus it, to draw it in, and then to direct it to somewhere specific so that it can be useful. And that is why we might decide to use a wand. It can be really helpful if we feel like we struggle sometimes to focus that energy or to feel it or direct it, it can be really beneficial to use a wand to assist us. So like that's all there really is to know about that aspect of it. If you're a witch who feels like you could use some focus, some accuracy, definitely consider a wand. I do have one, I do use it. I do love it. It's just not a tool that I pull out all that often. But when I do, I feel as though it elevates the degree of focus that I am able to conjure without it. So that's that. It's optional, but it's useful. So where do people get their wands? Well, I mean, any goddamn where, really. Fallen trees are a great source of wand wood, especially if the tree is known to have correspondences that would like suit the desired manifestations of the kind of magic that you typically perform. You know, so like apple, apple wood is excellent for challenges and beginnings and divination. Um, oak trees will serve you in magic related to abundance, you know, success, money, and power. Um, birch trees for like defensive magic, um, for growth, for healing, for sure. Um, willow for death magic, for moon magic, for communication. Like, and every tree really has some kind of magic associated with it. So if you find a nice fallen tree and a lovely branch that wants to come home with you, just do a quick Google search at least and find out what correspondences it has. So frequently, these kinds of tools just sort of fall into our laps. So if we keep our eyes open, we can avail ourselves of these lovely, lovely, wonderful gifts of nature. But beyond wood, there are crystal wands. And you can certainly decorate a wood wand with crystal too. Crystals are very powerful generators of energy. So combining that with our own magic and creating this alchemical reaction in support of our intentions is such a great way to use these materials. So, you know, once again, get out your crystal book or, you know, do a Google search and, and find these materials that are going to work really well together. <clears throat> and let's be honest, y'all, we all have at least one crystal that we keep around because we just know it's going to be so useful someday. Maybe today's the day. You know, I was um, I was with the fam at a Renaissance Fair a couple weekends ago in uh, San Luis Obispo, and there were two wand makers who had booths there, and they had some of the coolest wands. Y'all, I almost folded. I was determined not to spend a bunch of money at the Ren Fair this year like I always do. And I did get a few things, but oh my God, some of those wands had me so weak. I just really kept having to remind myself, you've got a wand, you've got a wand. It's so great. And you already have what you need. Sometimes that's hard. 
wands can truly be works of art. Um, but you know, you know, another thing to, to consider on that note is that when we're choosing a wand, consider that it may become an heirloom. My daughter's wands were handed down. My mother gave them to them and they're actually older than even my mother is. These are like 65 year old wands, maybe older than that. And you know, they've got animal carvings and runes and they're really, really powerful and they're connected to a lineage of witches. And I love that these tools are now passing through my daughter's hands and will continue to be passed down through their own posterity. You know, it might make it sting a little less if that price tag is maybe a little higher than you'd planned, you know, consider that it may continue to live on through witches who will come after you. I have said it before and I will keep saying it. If we don't ourselves come from a long proud line of witches, you know, if we don't have ancestors to look back on who paved this path ahead of us, then that just means that it's our responsibility to be the ancestors for those witches who will come after us. And a wand is a lovely bequest to leave for your loved ones. So let's just talk a little bit now about how and when we might use it. What kind of magic is this tool going to help us perform? Um, so this is where I will not make any blatant statements. You can use your wand for any kind of magic that you want. But this is how I use mine. This is when I use mine. If I'm doing work where I want to charge an object with magical intent, I might get the old wand out. If I've created a sigil and I got an email from a witch just a day or two ago who had done some powerful sigil work, but part of creating a, sig a sigil is assigning intent to the symbol that we have created. This is where we tell the sigil what it's meant to do. And we essentially program it. And this is a great application and use for a wand. We are pulling magic into ourselves before focusing it on the sigil. And then we're projecting the power into it. And a wand is a great way to harness and focus that energy. We can do the same with an amulet or a charm. You know, we once again are going to assign magical properties to an otherwise mundane object. And a wand is really helpful for that. We pull all of this power in, we raise all this energy, we compress it and condense it and allow it to follow a path through our bodies, down our arm, through our hand and into this wand which we can easily direct at a very small target like a sigil or a pendant or whatever the case may be this is also why wands can be very helpful in healing magic especially if we are working with the actual person who we're trying to heal or even if we're just using a poppet of the intended recipient of the healing you know, the laying on of hands is certainly some real shit, but we can also use the wand to act as like a laser pointer, just driving those healing forces into the body where that relief 
is needed. So basically I've said my piece. I am not the world's biggest wand advocate. Um, I don't necessarily think that they're necessary, um, but I really do appreciate having that tool when I need it. It's just a really lovely thing to keep in the arsenal that we can bust out when we're feeling, you know, maybe a little scattered or even if we're not, even if we're feeling perfectly powerful, if we just really want to drive that magic home to a very specific place. If I'm just, you know, setting like new moon intentions or something like that, I'm not going to get my wand out. I'm just not. Um, but as I've said, if I've got somewhere that I want to put this magic, the wand is coming out. So, um, I'd love to see pictures of your wands. I'd love to know how you use them. So if you want to talk about that, definitely drop me a line, email me, Eli at middleagedwitch.com. Um, have a fabulous rest of your day. Have a great weekend. Um, thank you for joining me and we'll talk again next week. My name is Eli Rowe and this has been the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. May our troubles be less and our blessings be more and nothing but happiness come through our door. information presented is the author's opinion and does not constitute any health or medical advice. The content of this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any condition or disease. Please seek advice from your healthcare provider for your personal health concerns. Mm-hmm.